I could just see, I could just imagine you like with books doing the TikTok dances with High Republic. I, like, oh, yeah. They had a giant panel at Star Wars Celebration that it sold out seating. Like, people couldn't get in anymore because of books. It's Saw Guerrero is in all of it, by the way. Yeah, Everything. Exactly. Video it's games. Saw Guerrero verse. <laughs> he is the Force. Dude. May the Force. Force. The Force. 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 The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to Star Wars Uplink, your place for everything Star Wars gaming, the TV shows, and the movies. And today, we're expanding a little bit to cover the books as well. As always, I'm joined by Sydney Laurel. How are you doing? Doing good. And we're joined by Eric from Utini. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. This is so exciting. And I, I have I've just missed the, the milky sound of your voice, Sage. I used to hear it far more often, and it just it drifts so lovingly into the ears in person. So I'm really glad to be able to experience this for a while. It's, it's good to be heard by you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yo, thanks for having me. I mean, this is my favorite thing to do is to talk about Star Wars books and, and the NFL. But I get tonight's Star Wars books. That's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you get to do the NFL somewhere else. It's coming soon, baby. <laughs> Happy to be here. It's great to have you. And today we're going to be going over some of the, the things you need to be uh, looking out for if you're either getting into books or you're just, hey, I've been reading books. I need to know what the heck's going on here. And then we're going to get uh, a little bit of homework today on uh, some beginner guide to Star Wars books, which I'm super pumped about. So let's hop right in. Just you reconsider playing that message for him. What What's going on? With, with Star Wars books, I mean, I, I was I was hardcore into the Star Wars books for so long. I, I worked at as a librarian for three years. I was all over it, and then they just kept on coming, and I was drowning in the Star Wars books. <laughs> <laughs> I regret to inform you that the Republic has been lost. No, that's still happening. That is still absolutely happening. The deluge continues, uh, which is great, obviously to an extent. Uh, the last couple of years of Star Wars books, I guess I'll say very simply, the the roster of authors has increased a ton, and mm. the projects have increased, which are both great, because I think mm -hmm. the last three to five years especially, we've really gotten a lot more different kinds of Star Wars stories. We have a lot of guys who don't just look like me and Sage writing books. Yeah, we have a lot of great. It's amazing. We have folks of different backgrounds bringing different characters and there's like romance novels and and mm -hmm. starship novels and like political intrigue novels. So essentially right now Star Wars books I would say are as vast as they've ever been as far as content goes. Now practically I'd say this year 2022 and I guess 2021 have really been defined by one, the biggest thing in Star Wars books right now, which is the High Republic Initiative, which is a yeah. book in comics only, right? It's it's talked about at Comic-Con now. It's talked about Celebration. These are all mm -hmm. books and stories that take place 200 years before The Phantom Menace. And for my money, it's the best quality we're getting right now. These are 100% original stories. The mm -hmm. only characters that are familiar is like Yoda. Everyone else is new. There's just blank canvas. That's just because he's old enough he's to be there. He's old as hell, guys. <laughs> he was there. But like these are, they're such good stories because they're really getting to create brand new mythology. And as readers, it's like you're on the ground floor. Like no one saw the movie before you. You didn't have to be brought in. Like yeah. the books have been out for a year and a half at most, and some of them are coming out later. So that's kind of one side of Star Wars publishing, which is all the higher public stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's. Again, comics and books and the first of what I'm sure are going to be many, unfortunately, shameless plugs. 
Over at Utini, we have literally created an entire HQ landing page for that initiative itself. That includes mm -hmm. all, a whole section of the site that's just for that. It's so big. It's massive, right? It's so you have huge. They they were hyping it up too, like big time. All of the the different authors that got together in this big meeting years ago, and they're like, "Oh, hey, we're working on something big." I originally thought it was a video game, just because. Why you know, wouldn't you? Star Wars exactly. Netflix. Exactly. I'm all, all about the video games. But then I was like, oh, hey, it's it's a. I was a little bit disappointed when it was books and comics. I'm not going to lie here. It's all right. But, but from all of the stuff that I've been seeing, like, it's just been like, they had, okay, we'll, we'll see what this High Republic stuff is all about. Okay, it's getting better. It's getting better. And it just seems like they cranked it up to 11 recently. Yes, absolutely. Because each. The the whole initiative is essentially three waves or phases of content, and we just got through phase one the, the about spring of this year, and that included okay. three wow. adult novels, which are the main stories. So for any listeners, any viewers, if you just want to get the main story of this to start out, three adult novels, it's a trilogy. We know trilogies, it's Star Wars. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then each of those adult novels was accompanied by a young adult novel and a middle grade novel that gave you more stories, mm -hmm. more characters. And then within that, there were also a regular comic from Marvel that was coming out, and there was a comic from IDW that was coming out. We also got a couple audio dramas that came out. So, like, wow. however far you want to go, there's all these different things. Like, okay, you, you can get the main story with this, but then mm -hmm. you can get this, and then you can go here, and then you can go here. So that's what's been really fun about it. And, like, Massive is really the scale that is, I think, most appropriate. And this fall, next month in October, actually – Phase two is beginning, and they actually mm -hmm. have brought on a bunch of new writers. The main folks are kind of still there. They're called the uh, the story architects, and they're the okay. five main uh. are still like helping the story. But they have more writers that are bringing more stories and things. So that's super fun. So that's one mm -hmm. whole section of fandom, and like there's like higher public TikTok and higher public Twitter, and like that that's its own thing. <laughs> wow. Aside from that, you got your. I could just see. I could just imagine you like with books doing the TikTok dances with High Republic. I, like, oh yeah. I the, the the amount of time I spend on TikTok is intense, and the amount of ideas that I have that immediately leave my brain is also very intense. So I'm like, all right, there's some people doing amazing things on here. I don't I don't quit at the time. <laughs> yep. So that's been great, but then we have books like the, some of them I hear here next to me have been like our regular, quote-unquote, regular Star Wars books. Like, we just got mm -hmm. The Princess and the Scoundrel, which was Han and Leia's honeymoon as a book, officially now yeah. in canon. Great. We got an Anakin Obi-Wan uh, about that uh, that business on Kid and Amoidia and Brotherhood. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We got a book with Luke and Lando after Return of the Jedi. Great. So, like, there's still books that are coming out that are just kind of expanding the Skywalker saga in that way, yeah. which is super fun. And I like it because at this point, not only are we getting almost a book a month of some sort, for the most, sometimes we're getting more than that, but it's really showing how everyone that wants to read a Star Wars book, you get something at yeah. some point. Like, whatever you like to read, uh, whatever authors you like to read, if you like to read more of, like, the, the hardcore fantasy stuff, there's going to be stuff for you. If you miss the hardcore gritty war stories of nameless faces and stuff, there's there's books for you. There's trilogies all over the place. Thrawn got more stuff because he's Thrawn. Like, it's just, it's been a wild time of really exciting content. And also, like, most of these books, I believe every book I have on the table next to me, at least within the last year, has hit the New York Times bestseller list. Mm. Um, wow. That's like, an amazing, honestly. Like, yeah. coming from, like, the old Legends days uh -huh. where it's like, there are Star Wars books to the, yeah. now they're 
they're a massive thing. It's huge. And, and we have stuff like Light of the Jedi, the first High Republic book, uh, which started the whole High Republic thing, like ranked, I forget where, but it ranked like pretty high on mm. the New York Times for a brand new thing with no recognizable characters on the covers or anything. They had a giant panel at Star Wars Celebration that it sold out seating. Like people couldn't get in anymore because of books. And wow. it's just, it feels exciting right now, which is super fun. Mm-hmm. And like, for mm-hmm. like for your for your viewers and listeners and stuff, like we got Jedi, not Fallen Order, but Survivor, not, so, the Jedi, the Jedi series. Is that what we're calling it? Like, is that, I think so. Um, I mean, great. It's kind of dumb. Like, I love it, but I'm like, what are you? Yeah. Come on, Star Wars, the Star Wars Jedi yeah. games. Anyway, mm-hmm. the Calcast. I thought it was gonna be like Fallen Order. And then another subtitle, but no, it's Star Wars Jedi, and then Fallen Order, and then Survivor. Yeah. Wars colon Jedi colon Fallen Order colon Survivor? <laughs> I guess that also might have been odd, but... Yeah. But, like, they're getting... Like, Cal Kestis is getting a book mm-hmm. uh, between the two games, Which, as you guys know. so freaking hyped about. We, yeah. we oh. talked about it on last episode. And just, yeah. the, the, door, the door to the different stories that are available to be told in a written format. You just have a deeper level of... I mean, the character development in a, in a, in a game is more more at least relatable to something like a book or a book series yeah, because you have that extended amount of time. Yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. But you get more directly into the mind and the motivations of these characters. And I think that's mm-hmm. what's going to be super exciting. You can't see it, but behind my head I've got um, Battlefront. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw that. Inferno Squad. Inferno Squad, yes. which yeah. is Fantastic. one of my faves. It's so, so good. good. Yeah, and, it, and it's exciting because I think that as book readers and comic readers over the last few years, we've really seen – the walls between content kind of fall down a bit. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Fallen Order had those had that comic mini series all about um, uh, Sierra, right? Sierra. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like all I had when that came out, so we Dark Horse got in the mix again, and like like book comics, book characters like Kersantin are coming in the book of Boba Fett, and he was mm-hmm. in a comic, and it's like they're really realizing it's like when movie actors started doing TV shows. Yeah. They, like in the nineties, couldn't do it. No, uh-huh. yeah. a, you like, killed your career yeah. if you went yeah. to TV. And now Julia Roberts is on Apple TV Plus. Like it's an amazing line, <laughs> and that's what I like. Star Wars are doing right now. It's like I don't mm-hmm. care which where you started. You can kind of go wherever, and it yeah. provides such great accessibility for anyone. Like you said earlier, if you haven't been reading or you haven't been watching everything, like that's you know always the problem, right? Is can mm-hmm. I watch Mando season two if I haven't watched it? Man, I don't know. But we're, <laughs> it, it, we're trying. We're trying. Make, make up your own mind about it, but yeah. here's some of the facts and some of the things you may need to know. <laughs> exactly. So it's exciting. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the toys next. I need my High Republic Funko Pops. That's all I'm waiting on. And it's been. I feel like now. that's like the legit. Like, that's like when you know something's legit when it either gets like a Lego set or like a toy. And. Fallen Order has gotten both of those things. Oh, yeah. You've got BD-1 and you've got Cal's lightsaber. And Cal's lightsaber almost, it either almost got an award or did get an award. It's nominated for, still, like, yeah. Toy yeah, of the nominated Year. Toy of the Year. I love it. From yes. a video game. That, yes. Like, Disney's been like, yo, we don't really like video games. They're really weird, even though like if you combine all of the video games and then like movies and TV show, games still outnumber all of those combined. Yeah. Like, they're huge, but we haven't seen that cadence uh, of something like the book series where you get these varying amounts of stories. It feels like there's so much weight put on the video games because there's there's like one, like EA had five in the 10-year span that they had the license. 
And it, it and it's so weird. I go so back and forth on that too because obviously as fans we want volume, we want content, mm-hmm. but you also want it to be good. And it's like mm-hmm. you know, do I want to wait a few years to get a Fallen Order or something that's gonna be that good? Yes, but also I mean. So when Squadrons came out, I'm like, this is going to be the next big thing. And that was cool because it had, like, decals, like, from Alphabet Squadron, which yeah. are the book series. I'm like, amazing. And then, anyone still playing Squadrons? Uh-huh. They shot themselves in the foot so badly with mm-hmm. that game. But that that's a, that's a side tangent anyway, and a anyway. rant for another day. Because <laughs> We're still better. so many thoughts about still better. <laughs> about, what, is it, what, what, was it pin, what was that move that people started doing? The pinballing or the... The, where you could drift yeah. and get speed. It's like the Mario Kart thing, but people did it in squad. Yeah, they said so they had they had drifting uh, that they figured out somehow. What? They had uh, the amount of the meta that, of that game yes. was insane to where they could have, they could take down a destroyer within the first five minutes of a game, which is just... What? I did uh, esports casting for Star Wars Squadrons for a year. And it was just mind blowing to see, like, oh hey, when we we did a competition and uh, Uplink had a, a squadron, then we competed. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah. So we went from that to where like the next two weeks, it went from like, oh hey, this is pretty fun to, oh my gosh, this is how far you can go with the game. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's one of the things I find with with Star Wars games, of like, I love, like, I love Battlefront too. I, I am a, I am a. EA, the, the, the new one. I am a truther. I love it. They fixed it. <laughs> I put more hours into that than any multiplayer game in like the last decade. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I feel like when the books can also get into that point of like, I'm not too worried about too much interconnection mm-hmm. or too much like, yes, all the things that came before, I can just read a character and find out what they mm-hmm. are. And I found that with a lot of the later books as opposed to maybe some of the Legends stories, which I do also mm-hmm. like a good deal. A lot of the newer books are being way more uh, character focused than like yeah. plot focused. Um, mm-hmm. It's less about the technicalities of necessarily all the story arcs, depending mm-hmm. on who you're reading. It's more so like you're in the mind of this character. I want to feel it more intensely. And it makes you yeah. want to read until like, you know, with the flashlight at two in the morning under the covers <laughs> being like, I, I need to know if this person's going to be okay because I just met them and I love them. And like, mm-hmm. that's the best kind of book to me. Yeah, and I, I think that's a, a good point. We've been talking about it in regards to Andor. Uh, people on our podcast are probably sick of us talking about Andor, but like, deal yeah, with well, it. It's gonna be we're amazing. Still, still <laughs> hyped oh about it because we're getting we're we're finally getting a story for the TV shows where it's not building out the uh, I, I call it the MCU, the Mandalorian Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got the MCU over here, but now we can also have things like Andor, where it's no Jedi, no fan service. It's just what can we tell a good story with? in the star Wars universe. And we've talked about this. Like we need this. We need the books where it's like, we, we need the books, the movies, the TV shows, the games, all of it to start getting to the maturity level of like, Oh, we can have something that is in regards to, I don't know. Let's just say Han and Leia's uh, like honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> like that just level a story, you know, and yeah. it, it can be connected and it's lovely if it is, I want to see a detective thing in star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like give me a detective story on Coruscant trying to track down this thing you have like the backdrop of this gigantic star wars universe but you also have like oh hey there's stormtroopers instead of police officers there's uh, this instead of that like you can have some pretty interesting stories with the 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 backdrop of star wars which you also actually just had in the higher public comic trail of shadows miniseries which was like a film noir type mystery. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, see that's that, what i'm talking exactly. about genre like it's it's yeah. it's a 
That's, that's what I always liked about, actually, hilariously, the MCU, when I talked to folks mm-hmm. about, like, back in the day. What I liked about it was that it wasn't so much, like, superhero movies, like Winter Soldier, for example. It's an espionage story yeah. that happens to be in Marvel. And that's, like, mm-hmm. I think the best Star Wars books is, like, this is a romance that is in Star Wars. This is a war story yes. that's in Star Wars. And I love Jedi, and I love Force lore, and I love Kyber Crystal lore, but that's, like, the story comes first, and mm-hmm. then the... the you know, the label just gives you the universe to play in and the characters. It also helps you get a New York Times bestseller list. That's not being, <laughs> come on, let's, we can be honest about it. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like that's where we're going. I, I hope, I hope we get more of those uh, varyings uh, of stories because we can, I, I think it's big enough now that we can have those deeper dives into the, the ideas. Cause I think, I don't know what, what your thoughts are, but like Book of Boba Fett, we enjoyed the uh, the watching experience of it, meaning like we can have something to talk about on the podcast, we can talk to people about it, and just have something Star Wars that we can rally around. But it didn't really hit home for me. Same with Obi-Wan, um, season two of Mando a bit, because they were, they were more focused on how can we, as quickly as possible, make our own Star Wars cinematic universe Instead of being like, let's t- tell a good story. Let's expand on what Mandalorian is. Let's expand on what book of, like Boba Fett is. But Boba Fett was just another tool to, which is perfectly fine if it was put forward that way. Right. To, it was made to push forward Mando. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's an accident for me. Like, my favorite episode of Book of Boba Fett was the Mando episode. I thought it was like... Exactly. Yeah. Man, that's like my favorite Star <laughs> yeah. Wars that has ha- has been it was made. Incredible. It's so good. Yeah, and I th- and you know and that's and now for for Obi Wan I I'm for for me that was its own thing and I love that mm-hmm. and I think that those last two episodes of Obi Wan are, are my my maybe favorite things that have ever happened in Star Wars film. It, like Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. I adore him and little Leia. If yeah. You, if you it, hey all of you so on the good. internet, if you go after I will come for you. Exactly. If you go after right there, little like, Leia. Oh, yeah. This precious child. I, w- I, I would have rather had on like <laughs> Obi Wan didn't really hit for me. Um, it was it was another one of those things where they had a, a different motive, which was to give Riva more story. Which I'm perfectly fine. I would rather have her have her own story, her, which we'll definitely get. We, I mean, they've already announced that we're getting something. Yeah, might be yeah. it might be in my books comics world. Um, yeah, but you know, but we'll see. like it, it turned into the Riva story versus the Obi Wan story. Uh, but I mean. Leia, oh. little Leia. I would, I would love to Just have her please have let her, her own show. Keep. I hope that she liked it enough because she's a kid. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have to. Yeah. I hope yeah. she had a good time. I hope her parents are okay. I hope <laughs> they're like, yeah, you can do another one. Because yeah. also, I need more Bail Organa in my life, man. He's my yeah. boy. Mm-hmm. Like any Jamie Smiths mm-hmm. we can get. I don't care if you're clearly twenty years older than you were in the last one. <laughs> I don't care. Not not a single shit is given. I need more of him in everything. But yeah, and I think that's one of the cool things. Like looking forward, like we're gonna get stuff like uh, like the Acolyte show when that comes out. It'll be in the, in the High Republic too. And I think that by that point, there will yeah. be so so big of a of a foothold of the High Republic content that people that watch the shows, which is obviously the plan, will then be like, oh my gosh, let's check out the books that are about yeah. them, and they're gonna like. Disney is amazing at branding. No one ever <laughs> makes content because they want people to love. They're making money. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. I can agree. Yeah. We're adults. Um, uh-huh. We understand this. We've established <laughs> this. <laughs> we clearly know this. Why didn't they make this game just for me? Because they made money off of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> why was Val- Assassin's Creed Valhalla so big? I don't know. But they made a billion dollars in revenue with a B. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
it yeah. worked. But I'm I'm hoping that the more we go on, like Star Wars will just become so mm-hmm. ingrained within itself. And I think that's one of the things that is not necessarily hurting, but is harder for the MCU now because the MCU and the comics are are two distinct worlds. Yeah, and like which is which is fine. I mean, Marvel comics have been doing universe recess for forever but star wars has mm-hmm. an opportunity to really have like whatever you're reading whatever you're watching it all happens in this place unprecedented amount of interconnectivity like amazing yeah. i understand all of the pain and sorrow around the resets and uh making legends legends but also i think there is such a, it's a cool experiment to watch saying hey everything we make is a cohesive story yeah and and then it's all guerreras in all of it by the way yeah, everything exactly. video it's games the guerrera verse <laughs> he is the force dude <laughs> forest Whitaker just cashing those checks i i, I applaud him Oh yeah! I, remember, I mean, that's what I'd be doing if I was oh, in yeah. Star Wars. I'd be like, put me in everything. I don't yeah. care if it's a video game, if it's an audio drama. Like, get put me in there. Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing much. It's like, oh, hey, you were in Fallen Order. You were in Rebels. You were in Clone Wars. You were in Rogue <laughs> One. You were in a couple books. You were in a comic. Do you want to be in Andor? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Boy, Gullet. Boy, Gullet. So I don't have anything else planned. Sure. <laughs> I'm not busy. Like <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah, that sounded a lot like Crocker from Fairly Odd Parents. It is a delicate line. <laughs> it is. Book on it. Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, it is. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be super fascinating to see how they expand that side of things because it's been so long since we've had a Star Wars movie. We're gonna be diving even deeper into like what is a, a modern day star wars movie post covid post disney plus what is that what does that even look like what is how does that fit into the post broader saga. scope of things? like you don't have a number exactly which is i mean i so i also i also love solo right it's one of, that's actually one of my like, yeah both rogue one and solo like rogue one i i didn't know what to expect it was hypeville for sure solo i was so against but then I got into the theater and I loved it. Like, yeah. so much fun. This is a blast. And they marketed it at Denny's. Like, they, they, <laughs> that was, they're like, oh, the issue was people don't want to see Han Solo. I'm like, no, Last Jedi. And you released it six months after the, the last yeah, movie. There were, there were theaters that still had Last Jedi playing. And I'm like, so I, I hope that they learned the right lessons from that. But I am also interested if, you know, Rogue Squadron is technically mm-hmm. still slated for December 2023. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, sure totally. Uh, <laughs> but whatever that first one is, like, especially from the books and comics worlds, like the last couple mm-hmm. of movies, we, we had the journey to the, the movie books That's and the true, comics. Yeah. And, like, for, for a couple of months, it just changes the landscape of the book world and now when you have things like the higher public going on separately for for now a few years and building all this momentum that is such a good point what do you do you then jut a oh by the way here's a rogue squadron prequel now i mean sure i hope maybe yeah but also is that a bad idea mm-hmm. for a movie that they're hoping pe- i don't know i i'm i'm thankful for a lot of things i'm really thankful i'm not a disney marketer because yeah. uh <sighs> It it's almost seems like t- they're getting to the point where they're going to have to have these individual universes within the universe. Like they have, mm. they have the movies, and I think for a while they were saying, "Hey, 
we we need to have everything tied towards the movies. That's that's what we're going for. And then they found out, hey, the TV shows, they're doing great. They don't necessarily have to tie to the movies at all. You can have books and comics that fuel the content and the characters and the settings of the TV shows, but they don't necessarily have to intertwine all that much. Does that change now that the movies are, hey, we may, I, th- I think we're going to see much more one-off movies now. And I think maybe we won't see the journey to rogue squadron yeah it's it's interesting because i mean with rogue one we got rebel rising the ya novel with jim which is a mm-hmm. great one if anyone if you want like a Jin urso story now that you're in andor season beth revis wrote that it's incredible and we also got catalyst which was the story of galen or so in credit yes that was oh i well, forgot oh my god yeah I welcome about back that book. <laughs> they were so good and then like and then with solo we got one of my favorite books of all time which is most wanted by Ray Carson, which is a YA about Han and Kira when they were younger. And then you got Last Shot. Yep, which I got was, that behind me. Yeah, you know. So you had two each there. And I think that could which be Which I got fine. from the Utini subscription yes! way back in the day. Same. Same. I was working and was a subscriber back in the day. But, like, I think with the new movies, it makes sense to have that package together. But, like, I've been, mm-hmm. frankly, pretty surprised on the lack of book tie-ins with the shows. Like, there, yeah. there's not mm-hmm. been... A Mando book. There was a Mando book that was going to happen that got shelved um, mm-hmm. for who knows why. My theory is that it was di- it was very very big on Cara Dune. Um, oh, and, you know, um, <laughs> no, you know, no one will say if that's true or not. But that's my theory. Yeah. But like, th- we didn't get a huge Obi Wan mm-hmm. book. We got books about Obi Wan. Like we got Brotherhood, yeah. and we got uh, there's a book Padawan with him as a kid, but none of them necessarily tied into the series. And mm-hmm. Book of Boba Fett, we didn't get a, bo- a Boba Fett book. And, I th- and it feels like they want to kind of squeeze out as much story as possible in the shows. Like, they want to leave room for season two and season three and season four. Yeah. And if you write part of it in a book, I guess you kind of cut off that ability. So, yeah. So maybe the movies, if they are actual one-offs and not just one-off, wink, wink, we'll see if we crack a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, then maybe they will be like, okay, let's let's mm-hmm. do some kind of hype because I, I think that people are gonna have to remember how to see Star Wars movies again. Yeah, we got really used to it, and now we just we get the TV shows and we have this mm-hmm. like spectacle that releases every week uh, over a set amount of time. Like it's gonna be very interesting to see where we go forward with that. But I think with that, let's take a little bit of a break and hop in and talk about some uh, beginner guides to Star Wars books. Excellent. Only different in your mind. You must unlearn what you have learned. Star Wars books. They're they're this gigantic universe of things. So many of them come out. I mean, it's so hard to keep track of. But thankfully, we have the wonderful folks at Utini to to help us out here. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Like like our lovely guest here, Eric. How do we get into this gigantic world? Great Great question. Um, the easy answer, uh, before the practical answer, the easy answer is it's different for everybody. It is mm. going to be everyone reads differently. And I yeah. think the problem with reading as an adult, frankly, is that when you, we were all in school, we had assignments and we were told what to read. And we had 15 minutes at the beginning of English class where you had to have your book and read. Like We had mm. times that we had to read and we just got in the habit. And then we all went to college and... 
and didn't have any more assignments unless you were Freedom. an English major. And then you, st- you stopped reading for fun. So mm-hmm. I think it's, one, figuring out what you like to read again and then figuring out what kind of Star Wars book gets you there. And now mm-hmm. the practical answer for that is that over at Utini, when we first started the company and then we just kind of revisited again this year, we had this list called the Essential Six, which are six books that we've decided with canon and legends that we think are six of the best books in Star Wars, but also represent kind of six great paths you could go down. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you start with one of these and you love it, you can t- take that author, take these characters, take timelines, and then you can kind of just branch off from there. Yeah. And if you also, for those of you that really want practical stuff, um, at UTD, we have a full-on UTD reading order where we've listed every Star Wars book in a, like, attempt it's impressive. to give wow. you, like, here's, if you want to go top to bottom, it, it, it's what the closest we could get. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But we also have a bunch of guides for, like, if you want Han Solo books, bam, here you go. If you want Rebellion mm-hmm. books, bam. Like, picking an area mm-hmm. and going with that is kind of my favorite. It's kind of like picking, a, a, like, a game developer, right? It's like, yeah. you like From Software games? Great. You're going to play the Souls games. And then you find mm-hmm. your next developer, and then you play those. And you kind of yeah. do it in chunks. So mm-hmm. I Even was, directors. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because you're never going to watch every movie. You're never going to watch every show. You're never going to play every game. You're never mm-hmm. going to read every book. Um, <laughs> so... My overall best recommendation for folks here, and I brought my props. <laughs> my table's usually closer to me, but my cat was sleeping under my ottoman, so I couldn't move it. And yeah, you can't move. You can't move no. a cat. So my number one recommendation for folks, if you've never read a Star Wars book before, or if it's been a while, is this book here, and it's called Lost Stars by Claudia yes. Gray. Um, this book came out hilariously as a journey to Star Wars The Force Awakens book. It was up to <laughs> episode seven, and this book essentially is kind of a Romeo and Juliet-esque romance <laughs> about two kids that grew up on the same planet. One's rich, one's poor. But uh, <laughs> in a time of the Empire, this is pre-episode four, they both decide to they're going to join the Empire and become pilots. And that's how they're going to escape their planet and blah, blah, blah. And then the large galactic civil war comes around and they find themselves idealistically on either side. And... You know, mm-hmm. duty versus honor, and then there's like the rebellion versus empire, and you hit most of the main points of the original trilogy through the eyes of these two characters. Yeah, and it's an amazing love story. It's an amazingly, it's fun, and it also for folks that know the movies or know the universe, it's very familiar. Mm-hmm. So it's a perfect blend of that. And Claudia Gray, for my money, she's still writing a bunch. She's one of the architects of the High Republic. <laughs> um, she is. For most, for many folks, we actually do get called out sometimes online and in Reddit for being very much into Claudia Gray. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I don't see a problem with this. Yeah, sorry about it. She's amazing. And she's one of the nicest people ever. Uh, but yeah, that's first bit of homework. Mm-hmm. If you ever want to read, that is always my go-to recommendation. I gave it to my girlfriend before she had actually seen the original trilogy even, just to read it as a book. And she was fine. Yeah. So wow. It's a great mm-hmm. one to give to friends, too. Easily read, too. Like, the way that Claudia Gray writes, it's very easily digestible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's very smooth, I guess, is the way I'll put it. Like, you, you can you can chew through that book really easily. Oh, yeah. And it's also a YA novel. So, for those mm-hmm. of us who, for whatever reason, maybe grew, up, maybe grew up and were like, oh, it's young adult. I can't read that. That's not for me. This will get rid of that stigma right yeah. off the top mm-hmm. because there is... The only difference between the two is that the characters are teenagers in one and they're and they're older in the others. Like mm-hmm. we don't 
for, I don't know what English teacher told us it was wrong, but it's <laughs> lovely to have that realization. So that's yeah. the one that I would start with. And that gets you in the canon universe. It gets you all, all the new stuff, all of it counts still. Um, mm -hmm. And you get to meet Thane and Sienna, who are two of my absolute favorites. Uh, it also is nice that uh, Sienna is a woman of color. So you're starting off with not just white folks in Star Wars, which yes. is lovely uh, on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. <laughs> um, if you want to go back to, like, Sage, some of the books you were talking about that are now legends, which are still mm -hmm. wonderful stories. We, we really try to emphasize that, like, just because that timeline has essentially been cut off, it doesn't mean those stories didn't happen in those books. Yeah. You can't read them like that. They're still great. They're still Star uh -huh. Wars. Um, they're still there. <laughs> yeah. And there's no better way to do that than with Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire. From 1991, which was like yes. the first real expanded universe book. You meet Thrawn mm -hmm. for the first time. It's right after Return of the Jedi. This was episode seven for folks for about 20 years before Force Awakens came out. Yeah. Um, it's just been re-released. If, if, as folks can see, um, I'm holding up the Essential Legends Collection version. They're republishing a lot of the older books in these mm. like uh, trade paperback size. So it's bigger than a mass nice. market, smaller than a hardcover. And they're getting brand new cover art. And it's really showing that the current publishers are putting money into the old books still. So they're still pushing mm -hmm. them forward. And this is just, I mean, it's a Star Wars movie in a book. And if you want to yeah. see, oh, Han and Leia, are they're going to have twins? What? Oh, Luke is, is what kind of person? Who's Mara Jade? Like, all of that mm -hmm. is in this book. And yes. it, it's a classic. It's a classic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Completely different, different universe in Lost Stars. But if you want to go back to the legends, you got over 200 books in there you can read. It's still great. And we actually did have some folks on the team reread it lately. Uh, it's not, it's not problematic. It's mm -hmm. like, it's not like super sexist and racist. Yeah. Like some of those old books can't go yeah. back too far. Um, <laughs> like, you know, Leia and Marjade have agency and like mm -hmm. actual power. And like, it's nice that Timothy's on. This this book is now thirty years old as of last year. Was writing a very good novel, and you get to, and yeah. if you like this, Timothy Zahn is still writing Star Wars books, so you can jump in the current canon and jump on his stuff yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. Timothy Zahn is just like such a great world builder, and I think he does a really good job with his characters. I it's hard for me to get into his writing style, but once I get into it, yes, I, I can start to get through it. Yes, Claudia, it's it's funny because Claudia Gray is so like we said accessible. You get mm -hmm. it. It's a YA. It's quick. It's very emotional. Timothy Zahn, he he was actually a physics major at Michigan State yes. University. Mm -hmm. Um, so like he, he writes like it, and you like it's mm -hmm. it's. Which Very, is perfect for the character of Thrawn. Absolutely. Sherlock Holmes in Star Wars. And the stuff is much more galactic, bigger scale, which is great. But it is a little more um, like concentrated reading. So if you're a person mm -hmm. that reads in like co loud coffee shops or places where you have your phone out sometimes, like it's a little, you might want to dedicate a little more concentrated time yeah. to getting into that world. Um, I've had, I've mm -hmm. like made playlists sometimes for books of like lo-fi and stuff just to, you know, cause we all have ADHD right now and it's, yeah. it's awful. Next one I have is another legends novel. Uh, but this is, if you want your, your darkest of dark side awesomeness, uh, mm -hmm. if you love your Sith Lords, Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, which yes. is the first novel in the Darth Bane trilogy by Drew Carpishan, who wrote the Knights of the Old Republic video games. Mm. Wow. Maybe the, is that an up link? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Hey. <laughs> Hashtag branding. Um, so this is uh, it's the first book of a trilogy of Darth Bane, um, who 
folks may know, created the rule of two in the Sith. Mm-hmm. There can only be there can only be two. Master and apprentice. Um, it goes back to when the Sith were a huge army, and he's a kind of a soldier in that army. And then he basically goes to like the Sith version of Hogwarts for a while and learns things. <laughs> yes. And it's got all this stuff baked into some of the most brutal dark side stories I've ever mm-hmm. read. And not in a gratuitous way. Not in a like if you're if you're cringy around blood and stuff, there's dark stuff in here, but it won't make you sick. It won't make you nauseated. Like yeah. some authors really just try to overdo it. Um and it's really just a great story about a Sith Lord who has a mission mm-hmm. and has ambition and knows he can get a lot of power and he's gonna do it. Which is such a unique story too, and I think it's it's one that hasn't been filled in the current canon. Not yet. But I I think that that's what I love the most is the dark side aspect of the legend stuff because man, they dark go there. side in the legends is intense. Yes, yeah, and like and if you like the Bane stuff, the great thing about that again, it's a beginning with trilogy, so you can get mm-hmm. all through those. And then there's things like Darth Plagueis where you get a totally different style yeah. of Dark Lord. Mm-hmm. But it again kind of follows that legacy and get more Palpatine and you can go to – then there's Darth mm-hmm. Maul books. So what I love about that is that if you start that and you latch onto it, like you said, the legend side has so many dark side stories. And Bane yeah. is so old. like This takes place thousands of years before the, the films that some of it conceivably could still be canon mm. unless it's overwritten. That's true, which is fun, yeah. Which is mm. also fun. Now, I mentioned this earlier, uh, my, my I think, as at this point, favorite Star Wars book um, is Light of the Jedi. It's the first Higher mm. Republic book by Charles Soule. Um, it starts off the entire Higher Republic initiative, and literally, if this book had sucked, the entire thing would have sunk. <laughs> like, plain and simple. There was a lot writing on that book. There was a book. lot writing on this book being amazing. <laughs> um, it was our Utini book of the year uh, last mm. year, um, as voted on by staff and community, and it just introduces you to all the characters of the High Republic. Charles Soule has an amazingly um, propellant writing style. Like, there's yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, short chapters, which, uh, any writers out there, short chapters, I love them. I, I will read 30 yes. short chapters more than I'll read 10 long chapters. It's so true. I've been reading a book called The Obstacle is Away. And, like, I didn't, I, I wasn't used to this style but it's like every chapter is like three to like five pages and i'm like oh my gosh i just read seven chapters you're like i get a cookie that's what i do huzzah because we all went to school at times when i need stickers um (laughs) so the jedi gives you that it also is it's a very non-cynical look at the jedi Mm -hmm. and i think that's what it's kind of like weirdly brave nowadays Mm -hmm. to write a book that's actually like the jedi are our heroes this is yeah. At, the hi- at the height, they are for light and life is their whole thing. It's about the unification of the Republic. Like the Chancellor, uh, Chancellor Lena So, she's working with the Jedi and thing. Like it's not they're the army. Like it's it's a really nice way to see. Huh. Oh, this is how the galaxy was running at its height. There's also the most dastardly villain I've read in years, with probably possibly the best villain introduction since Darth Vader in Star Wars with Markeon Rowe. Um, Whoa! If you love audiobooks, uh, this audiobook is great, and he has the most deliciously disgusting voice. Um, oh. That's also kind of weirdly sexy. And <laughs> they put him in a comic, and he took he, he wears a helmet. He took his helmet off in the comic, and it went all over the internet because everyone's like, "Oh no, he's really hot." Oh oh. <laughs> um, 
So there's also that element to it where you get these, these evil... Read behind that. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. So you get the Nile, who are these villains that basically want to cause chaos. And they're just like mm-hmm. destruction for destruction's sake. And the Jedi are about saving life and preserving light no matter what. And it yeah. introduces the entire initiative and some of the best characters. Character pa- mm-hmm. You get Master Padawan relationships. You see the Jedi Temple. You see new planets. It's like... It's just great. So yeah. if you read this, th- if you want to get into the current realm of Star Wars publishing and you're like, I got to pick one thing just to go in on, this is my mm. recommendation just because it is so fun to be mm. in the higher Republic as it's happening. Whenever there's a new book release, mm-hmm. whether you're on Twitter or Discord or, or what have you, there is an energy of being part of a brand new story within this. Yeah. And, it, and if you're in Star Wars books right now, this is the thing. This is the fun. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the the show releases on Wednesdays. You know that's the closest <laughs> I can get. Um, and then our last two here, we're going back into Legends. This bad boy, a lot of folks have probably heard about because of recent events. Uh, it's Kenobi, by yes. John Jackson Miller, starring Ewan no McGregor himself. <laughs> um, now this is this was not ba- essentially this was not overwritten by the TV show. Um, mm. It takes place in a different kind of era. Because uh, right before the show came out, a lot of us were talking before Celebration. Because we were like, we're going to talk to a lot of folks at Star Wars Celebration yeah. about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hand out bookmarks that have this list on them. Do we want yeah. a book that might be literally retconned on Friday morning to be given out? And luckily it didn't. Um, but even if it had, it is still an incredible one-off story about Obi-Wan. It's a classic Western a man, mm-hmm. you know, comes uh, into a town. I'm so oh, he's I'm so oh, yeah. He's the mysterious stranger in town. And there's yeah. a guy that's like, you haven't paid your taxes for my for the water we give you. And then there's like the the sand people. Are they the bad guys? Or and then it's it is just a it is the most typical Star Wars Western ever. Um in, uh. in the vein of those classic Western stories. And if you like this, it's really great because you might know then you like standalone stories. There's not a prequel. There's not a sequel to it. There's not Kenobi two. This is the story that happens, and Obi Wan has that other just things Kenobi. Kenobi, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then Kenobi, I I I Kenobi I V, absolutely. Kenobi. <laughs> it's a whole series. Gosh, well, it, you know, if they made it now, maybe. Uh, but <laughs> this is one. It's an absolute classic. It also got an Essential Legends collection version recently, so there's a very nice, mm. cheap trade paperback for it. And if you like this, then seek out some more of the books that are just kind of one and dones. Um, yeah. Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray is great. Dark Disciple is a Clone Wars book that's one and done. Mm-hmm. Because there are great stories like Light of the Jedi and like Bane and Enter the Empire that lead into a sequel. And we love sequels. We're IP lovers. We love that. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes you just want a, a one and done book. And this mm-hmm. is just absolutely Just to feel one of the, the best. accomplishment of saying, hey, I finished this thing. Yeah, I read a book. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just read a book. What, um, what, what book of Dune are you on, Cindy? Like uh, I'm on five now. Yeah. Wow. I started Dune <laughs> before the movie. Uh, and I was like, this is rad. Uh-huh. And then I stopped. But I, yeah. 60 yeah. page glossary <laughs> in the back. It's so fascinating. It, like, it really is. It's weird to be reading Dune, as you know, because it's like, my, I'm like, this, I don't know what's going on. And my brain's like, objectively, this is a masterpiece. I know mm-hmm. that. I know that. But I'm also like, and then the glibity glob went from here saconidine. <laughs> and then how many times have you heard the craft bird sing? It's like, what is that? I don't know. But also, my name is, is Kalimini, and my name's Paul. And it's like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. 
that being said, that movie was was a damn masterpiece, and I cannot wait so for the second one. So good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, nerds, watch Dune. Yeah. yeah. If you're watching okay. the show, watch Dune. And you haven't watched Dune one. Where have you been? And two, go watch it. Yeah. The final book is the most is the one that we actually get the most questions on when I talk about this with folks. I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, because it's the novelization for Revenge of the Sith. Which mm-hmm. is probably the great best... audiobook too. Yes. Yes. It is also the best written Star Wars book of all time. The prose mm-hmm. is unlike anything else. It is the yeah. only Star Wars book that George Lucas ever read the manuscript and gave notes on and approved. Um so like because wow. there are scenes that are not in the movie. There is dialogue that is changed. Like not fundamentally, mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. really gives it the just, gravitas. Yeah. Like the whole texture of everything is so much yeah. deeper and richer with all of the the inner relationship and battle between Obi Wan and Anakin is oh my gosh yeah like there's a there, there's basically all this phrase you know where Star Wars is modern myth that's, what, that's what everyone says like mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell blah 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 and it this novelization really treats the the events of Revenge of the Sith like a Greek epic um mm. and he writes it in that way so like there's a prologue and I always do this. The last couple lines of the prologue are a pair of starfighters, Jedi starfighters, only two. Two is enough. Two is enough because the adults are wrong and their younglings are right. Though this is the end of the age of heroes, it has saved its best for last. That's, just, that's the, episode three. We've all seen the movie, but it's like yeah. that's the, the gravitas that this has. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we really love at UTNE and I love as a Star Wars book reader is that Star Wars books are at their best for me when they have amazing character stories, but they also yeah. make me want to go back and watch the films. And they want mm-hmm. and they, they change fundamentally as I re as I watch, I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing I loved, I now love more. How lovely. Yes. Like you put you put dressing on it, you put some spice on it, if you will, and like now it tastes different. Yes, up <laughs> Like it's that whole thing. And Revenge of the Sith does that more than any other, I think. Um there's other books like there's a there's a trio of Padme books called we call the Queen's Trilogy which mm-hmm. fundamentally changes episodes one and two because you learn way more about the Ooh. siege of Naboo and how brutal it was and, and Padme's handmaidens you learn them all by name and what they do <laughs> and like but this book one much like Lost Stars with YA it kind of makes you realize oh film novelizations aren't just the script that they're selling for money mm-hmm. this is yeah. a retelling of a whole story and it really just is a thing that will make you love a thing you love even more yeah. Or if you're still somehow in the year of our Lord 2022, a prequel hater, um, <laughs> grow up. But also, <laughs> it's fine. Everyone knows their own thing. Um, it really will make you realize, oh, my God, George actually did craft a mm-hmm. really amazing epic tale. Um, mm-hmm. And it really gives it that weight. That level of craft is, mm-hmm. is to summarize all of those books and all the stuff we were talking earlier, like, is what I really love about being so enmeshed in the Star Wars book community is that it is... One, easily the least toxic Star Wars place on the internet. is mm-hmm. Especially the higher public That's community, true. but also yeah. the book community. Because everyone's like, I read a 300-page book. People aren't going to read a 300-page book to make a 40-minute YouTube video about it. Um, <laughs> they'll, they'll make a YouTube video about it without reading it um, and talk mm-hmm. about you know yes. the woke Star Wars and whatever. But <laughs> but like it's just so fun because you you have these authors that are that are on twitter and you're that are writing stuff and you you can see the artists put progress pages up Mm -hmm. and you can watch the stories evolve book by book by book and you see them publishers coming out and reading is such an intimate activity but then you get to share Mm -hmm. it so publicly and see the passion that people have creating these stories 
which is why even some of the books that have come out lately, if I don't love the book, um, on, on our own, uh, on our podcast, The Living Forest with Eugenie, we do roundtables for every book where the four of us chat for two episodes about the book in totality. And every yeah. single time by the end of the second episode, I, I love I love the book more regardless mm-hmm. of, because it's just so great to remind yourself someone put all these words down and took a yeah. universe that we love and then made more of it. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's not as regulated too, because like the yes. the TV, sh- the, all of the problems with the TV shows I have were because someone high up who didn't understand how TV shows or movies were made put their two cents in. They had enough sway in the organization to where they had to do it. Otherwise, that person got fired, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's why that's why the problems of the movies are. But I there isn't as much of that in the books or the comics because you have a lot more of the freedom to say, hey. Yeah, we're going to go to the Lucasfilm story group. We're going to say, hey, can we do this story? And then, or they have, hey, we want this story about this and this area. Fill in the blanks, make your own thing, make it fun, do your stuff. Like, yeah. boom. I mean, that that's the whole High Republic happened. Um, and we've talked to almost all the authors on our shows about it. And they said, you know, they all went to the, the Skywalker Ranch. Like you said earlier, mm-hmm. they all got to go there. And they just got invited as a, as a squad. And they said, cool, what do you want to make? And the, like, the High Republic wasn't, the, the, the pitch wasn't the option it was just you five creators we want to create a cohesive thing yeah. what do you think would be a great story have ideas and then write it and it's like mm-hmm. and there are definitely some books that get assigned like there is hey we need the luke and lando book that has ochi Pastoon in it to help with the uh, rise skywalker mm-hmm. hey do you want to write it great here you go we need an yeah. obi-wan Anakin book great sure but there's absolutely that balance of you know we're not going to give you the chapter titles we're not going to give you all the plot points we'll still give yeah. you maybe a title <laughs> maybe an idea or we'll just say, hey, we love you. We've read your other work. What kind of story would mm-hmm. you write? Which is why, like, Zoraida Cordova, for example, is a great author who wrote uh, the romance novel A Crash of Fate for Star Wars to help with Galaxy's Edge. She's writing the adult novel in phase two of The High Republic, and it's it's got okay. a lot of romance in it. And it's like, because she is writing it. Because, like, right. yeah, yeah, you're still, yeah. it's still the same initiative, but don't not do your style. And I yeah. think that, I mean, that's why. I mean, The Last Jedi is one of my favorite movies because Ryan Johnson made a Ryan Johnson movie. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, all yes. the people in Star Wars and their best, if they're making their thing, mm-hmm. that's when it's best. And it's mm-hmm. the book, yep. the books and comics are just screaming with that, and they are not mm-hmm. slowing down for better or for worse. And it's so personal too, because you're you're mm-hmm. as a writer, you're sitting down in your your study, uh, in a coffee shop on a beach somewhere like insert wherever you want to work because it's not dependent on anywhere and you're sitting there for hours and hours on end months and months to get this piece of work and it's tying into this bigger thing but you also have to tell your own story individually like it's it's such a unique experience and you go like i did not like the aftermath series i that's not me that's not something that I'm drawn to. But also, hey, uh, anything Christy Golden or Claudia Gray, are, I'm, I'm there for it. Yeah. Because that's their voices, and yeah. I love their voices in Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you don't always have to be an insane person like me who's going to read every single book that comes out and every single <laughs> comic. Um, which, by the way, our, our friends at Del Rey and Disney Lucasfilm, thank you. I love them. I will keep doing it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. But that being said, you can pick your stories that are for you. I mean, we've all been in the Barnes and Noble and, and done like the five page test, you know, you pick it up yeah. and you're like, mm, like, <laughs> or you buy it and then you go to your, get your Starbucks and you read half of it. Like, yeah, pick the stories you like. And I think 
if I was to give any giant piece of advice for anyone that wants to wants to read Star Wars books or is having a tough time reading Star Wars books or whatever, don't feel like you're behind ever. Mm-hmm. Don't feel like you you people know more than you do and there's going to be a test or whatever. It's not a thing. If you ever want to yeah. know something about a book that you don't know, join a community or find someone that knows it. Look up some video reviews. Like, mm-hmm. Do that if you'd like. And if not, just read the book. And there yeah. might be a character that shows up that you don't know, but the, the author will tell you who they are. You know, mm-hmm. they're worth their salt. And I think that we just put so much pressure on ourselves as fans of this franchise to understand every single thing. Like, we're not all Alex and Molly Damon. Like, we are not... <laughs> We're not able to know which Jedi younglings got killed in the temple in yeah. order. like And how old they were exactly. and what planet they were from. Yep. <laughs> Reva. Um, like, <laughs> you know, and I think once you just fire that judge that is telling you that you haven't read enough and that you're all behind and you just read books because we all go to work and it's hard and our mm-hmm. our weeks are long and your your recreation time doesn't need to be a test. So mm-hmm. jump in it because you love it. Find the style that you love. I hope like the six books that I put, if one of them kind of gets you on a journey, great. Continue that path and then come back to another one and try another thing. Yeah. And and there's audiobooks too. That's a, a way that we've had great success with finishing books. Yes. Um, like, there's uh, music uh, and sound effects in the Star Wars ones. Ex- they're so great now. Yes. <laughs> like Other audiobooks are kind of rough. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, this is so yeah. boring. And it's so dependent on the person reading it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a book that I actually switched to the physical version because I just could not stand the voice. I'm like, yep, can't do it. I am literally trying to Mm -hmm. not fall asleep right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm reading my non-Star Wars book series because we we have like two month break right now. So I'm like, I got to read something else. Uh, (laughs) I'm reading the Popular Trilogy by Ralph Kwong. And there is, I'd never got the audio books for them because I haven't been doing them. But then I was like, I have all this time doing dishes, and I want to finish this 800-page mm-hmm. book before the next Star Wars book comes out. So I yeah. did a hybrid, and luckily the narrator happened to be um, this woman named Emily Wu Zeller, who oh, you, oh, she was Pan Am in Cyberpunk, okay, um, and she was also Doctor Afra in an audio drama for Star Wars, and I was nice. like, yeah, so I got lucky on that one, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, audiobooks can be really incredible, and there's a lot of great mm-hmm. ones in Star Wars, but. If you're finding that in one medium, maybe it's not a book isn't really clicking for you. And, and again, you have the funds or the audible credits or what have yeah. you. Try switching to physical. Try switch, like, local library. Yes. Uh, digitally and physically. Mm-hmm. And they have that. Uh, is it Libby? Yep. Libby, Overdrive, whatever other ones they have. Um, it's a great resource. We used I, I used to help set people up with it all the time and. It's a it's a great resource. It works just like a normal library. You do they do have a limited number of copies that you can check out at a time, but like it's free. Go to your local library, set up your account, and then like you may have to renew every six months to say, hey, I'm still there. Um, boom, you've got free Star Wars books. <laughs> Not better than that. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, I will say, if you go on like the Kindle app or anything like, that, there is a shocking amount of free Star Wars books that are just. Like not even any, just just free because come on we all have Amazon you have Amazon Prime we all have yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime like exactly. you're you're watching Wings of Power you're getting two day shipping so like there are a ton of free Star Wars books that are just on Kindle reading so mm-hmm. try it Sweet. out that way. But I think with that we're gonna call an episode. Thanks Eric for taking the time today to join us on the podcast. It's always great to have your enthusiasm and I j- I just love your your um your personality and voice in the Star Wars space. Thanks, man. Thanks. It's it's been a really 
joyous way to spend the last couple of years of just mm-hmm. being able to take all the years where I got, had to hide a bit or pretend I didn't like certain movies or pretend things yeah. to be cool and just be like, you know what? I love it so much. I'm going to wear higher public t-shirts. I'm going to get Millennium Falcon tattoos. I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. be who I am. And I'm going to find people that are just as wild about it. And it's the best way to spend the day. So thank you guys so much for having me on. And same, I mean, it's it's just, uh, Star Wars is great. Star Wars it is. is It's so fun. It, it is. is. But check out utini.com for all the details on the books. We always love uh, having the, the Utini guys on the podcast. And it's awesome to see how varied and diverse and just growing that community is over there and just how supportive of, of of being fans of star wars you guys are thanks man appreciate it so much so subscribe for free wherever you listen to podcasts apple Podcasts, google play stitcher spotify youtube all the places wherever you find podcasts you can find this show as always thanks for listening and may the force be with you